Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell <clears throat> Project. And we are continuing to try and encourage one another to be reading God's Word and really getting into it. <clears throat> I am currently reading through Leviticus, although at this point I'm not reading it um, verse by verse in this podcast for a couple of reasons. One, to get through Leviticus a little bit quicker and and to get on to some other things is I don't want to bore too many people with all the Old Testament. I spent uh, a lot of time in Genesis and Exodus, and Leviticus would take a lot of time. So just trying to do a quick overview. And But we are at a chapter, I'm not going to read, but just in these verses, a lot of times it says, and Moses did as God commanded. Or Moses did as the Lord instructed. Um, so, or Aaron did as Moses commanded, right? So there's, uh, I said yesterday, there's, it's like a minute by minute. And there's these details. And you think about a big performance with lights and sound and people movement and <clears throat> scene changes and all that. There's a minute by minute that goes along with that. And everybody knows exactly when they're supposed to move or or what they're supposed to do, or what they're supposed to move, or what light they need to turn on, or turn off, or dim, or what mic comes on, what mic goes hot, what mic goes cold, those kind of things, right? So all that's in a minute by minute, and you can have that for major productions, and you can have that for small productions. This is a major production, when God, because God has given great detail as to how He wants this to happen, and this is all about Man being able to have communion again with God or to be made right before the Lord. And the priests pay, play a very, very important part in this. And so they're clothed a very specific way and they are anointed, which happened in chapter 8. And then here in chapter 9, we have the Lord accepting Aaron's offering. And he's doing exactly as Moses, what Moses tells him to do. And there's even... You know, what parts they're burning on the altar there, what parts are going to be taken outside of the camp to be burnt, like the skin. There's what they're supposed to eat, what they're supposed to wave, all these different details. And there's a lot of details. And as this is going on, so Moses and Aaron, and there are four sons of Aaron. And we really catch on to this in chapter 10, because in chapter 10, two of his sons, Nadab and Abihu, they decide to put a strange fire into an incense burning thing. And so basically they bring to the holies a, a fire that is not in the minute by minute. This is not part of God's plan at all. It's not, there's not even a hint of this. <clears throat> and so they do it and immediately the same, you know, God has just consumed the, the offering put on the altar. He's literally come down and consumed it. And all the people of Israel have fallen on their faces. They've fallen forward, bowing before the Holy One of Israel, bowing before God. And so the same day, whether it was within a few hours it's not super clear. These two sons of Aaron, 
bring this strange fire before the Lord, and He, God, consumes them with fire. They are, they are burned alive. They die. And then Moses quick to tell Aaron, that, 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 was, that was a bad thing. It's terrible, but we are not going to tear our clothes. We're not going to do anything like that. And he gets the other two sons of Aaron to come and take their two brothers outside of the camp to be buried. And then they come back and they continue on with the process of being anointed priest. Which, so this is after seven days of being in the holy and being in the holies, just Moses, Aaron, and their sons, and probably Joshua. But we don't know. But I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Joshua was there. Joshua seems to always be beside Moses. And so seven days of them doing exactly following the minute by minute, and then in the eighth day, as God is uh, saying he, he accepts Aaron, uh, offering and all that, and it's then that these two sons are, of Aaron are killed by God. And because they, they went off the script, they decide to ab-lib, they decide to get creative and do what they thought was best. And so God is not mocked. Our God is a God of order. And he doesn't always tell us the why, but in every part, and I say he doesn't always tell us the why in what some things might happen. He tells us to trust him. But in this, he's giving the why. This is why you do this kind of offering and then this kind. This is why the blood is sprinkled. Um, So we're setting apart, again, remember, setting apart certain china for the special guest. Aaron and his sons were being set apart to be priests. This was going to be their role. So now after this incident, we have a hint that maybe, maybe the sons were getting drunk. Now we don't know, but it is after this that Moses instructs Aaron and his sons not to drink. And, and so it may be, so we've seen chapter 10, verse 8, and the Lord's, oh, so it's the Lord, and the Lord spoke to Aaron saying, drink no wine or strong drink, you and your sons with you, when you go into the tent of meeting, lest you die. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations. You are to distinguish between the holy and the common and between the unclean and the clean. And you are to teach the people of Israel all the statues that the Lord has spoken to them by Moses. So we're going to find out a lot more that's been spoken to Moses and that's going to be spoken to Moses. And remember, everything in Leviticus happens in a month. And here we are about nine days into this month. And now two are dead. And there's this hint that maybe in the seven days when they were in the tent eating, eating well, eating these offerings and this bread, that maybe the two got a little drunk and that's what happened. We don't know, but we do know that after this, God says to Aaron, uh, let's not have you guys drink. So now that brings me to just a more practical thing for those 
who, if you feel like you're set apart to do God's work, God's ministry, that in the process of doing the ministry, drinking is probably a bad idea, right? So is drinking bad? No, it's not a sin. If it causes your brother to stumble, is it a sin? Yes, we're not supposed to cause our brothers to sin or to stumble. But what if we're called to minister or ministering to the sick or ministering to the lost or whatever the ministry might be to orphans, uh, ministering even in, in, in the sense of being music ministers like the Levites or pastoring a church or preaching the word. That you're, being, you're setting yourself apart for the work of the Lord. Maybe that's a good time not to be drinking. Now, again, I'm just, I'm expanding on Leviticus chapter 10, and there's going to be a lot of rules, and this was a rule for Aaron and his sons and for the priesthood, but how does it, how do all these things point forward, and what do they have to do? So obviously all the sacrifice, all the sacrificing, all the offerings, including the wave offering, and I just keep bringing that up because there's people that want to do the wave offering today, but all these offerings are sacrifices that point forward to the Messiah, who is Christ Jesus. Christ meaning Messiah also. So Messiah and Christ mean the same thing. One's the Greek, one's the Hebrew. Jesus is his name. He's the only begotten Son of God who takes away the sins of the world, right? The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Lamb, the Lamb, like the Lamb that's being sacrificed here. And so... The sacrificial system is no longer needed because Jesus has done the work and is the ultimate sacrifice, and so no more sacrificing. Blood sacrifices have to be done. But everything that we see in the Old Testament points forward, and we've got to be honest with ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through His Word. And, and so when I read things like this, when I've been, I've been reading through this and thinking about all these details and all the sacrifices and what the seven days must have been like for Aaron and his sons and how awesome it must have been. And you're on a mountaintop experience and literally that same day you come crashing down as two of your sons or your two brothers or two young men that you've really invested in, in Moses' case, are dead. They get consumed by the fire, the same fire that came down and consumed the offerings now consumes them. In Hebrews 13, I want to say, talks about our God is a consuming fire. I've heard that um, used way out of context, but meaning that our God is a consuming fire, that he consumes what is not right. He consumes what is brought before him that is not what he wants. So obedience is better than sacrifice. And we see that with King Saul later on. So the thing... Today, are we being obedient? Are we really seeking the Lord's will and not trying to create a God who likes what we're doing? So if I'm really big into X, Y, Z, and so I'm going to create a Jesus that really likes me just as I am doing X, Y, and Z, well, does it line up with Scripture? Because God loves us perfectly. So those whom he loves, he loves perfectly. That's not what's being called into question. But is what I am doing his will for my life? Is what I am doing pleasing to God or is it sin? 
And that, so that's, God makes that really clear. What is sin? What is displeasing to him? What is an affront to him? What is rebellion to him? He makes all that very clear. That minute by minute is written in detail in this book. We might want to pay attention to it. So God bless you guys. Have a great day. And pay attention to God's minute by minute.